Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. After a one-year delay due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Loris College Cares Lab is preparing to open in its newly refurbished space in Kane Hall. In this episode, six of the students who have worked in the Cares Lab discuss their involvement and the impact it has had on them. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and this episode is slightly different than normal. Since its inception, eight students have dedicated their energy into the CARES Lab, with five of them now graduated and having moved on to the next phase of their career path. Six of them found some time to get together with Dr. Keith Turain-Borowski and myself to virtually connect and share their experiences. In the following conversation, you'll hear from 2019 graduates Rachel Valente and Alex Hofstetter, 2020 graduate Danielle Rosell, and current students Marissa Schrader, Hadlin Anderson, and Grace Serba. Now, two other 2019 graduates who were part of the original cohort of students, Elizabeth Mills and Mackenzie Anderson, had prior commitments and could not join our conversation. But I do want to recognize their role and impact in helping to develop the CARES Lab. So without further ado, let's start the conversation. Let me formally welcome all of you to the Dewhawk Digest, and thank you for carving out some time to talk and, and share your experiences about the CARES Lab. So before we get started, Keith, I'm going to go to you first. And can you give me an overview for anybody who's not familiar, what is the CARES Lab all about? Sure, Robert, and thanks again for having us. Really appreciate it. So I guess starting at the beginning regarding the CARES Lab, we know a lot about exercise and cancer. Uh, exercise has been shown to improve health outcomes and survival and quality of life in cancer patients. And because of this, uh, major health organizations across the globe have been recommending physical activity and clinical exercise programming as part of uh, treatment for individuals who have cancer. But we know that most cancer patients aren't actually physically active. And this is part uh, due to a lack of access to programming for these populations. Uh, most interventions that are attempting to improve or increase physical activity or exercise in cancer patients typically take place at hospitals and clinics affiliated with major academic institutions or nationally recognized large camp uh, comprehensive cancer centers. But interestingly, the vast majority of those diagnosed with cancer, um, and I mean about like 90 to 95% of those diagnosed with cancer, initially seek treatment, don't do so at these large institutions, but rather at community-based clinics and hospitals like the ones we have right here in Dubuque. So for a variety of reasons, there's been little work um, at incorporating or evaluating clinical exercise as part of routine cancer care in these community settings, especially in cancer patients um, from rural areas or of lower income than those that typically live around cancer centers. So it's left us with very few evidence-based clinical exercise services available for people living with cancer. And so when I came to Loris, it was my goal to kind of remedy that situation. So I started the Cancer Research and Exercise Laboratory or the CARES Lab. And um, we really have as a lab, three big overarching goals. First is research-based, as I said, right? We want to, uh, evaluate the feasibility of enrolling individuals with cancer into an evidence-based clinical exercise program at that community level, while also evaluating the effectiveness of these targeted interventions to improve cancer outcomes like survival, prognosis, and quality of life in these folks. 
Secondarily, we want to provide a free public health service, a free public health service in the form of a safe and effective evidence-based clinical exercise program uh, to support individuals living with cancer right here in our own backyard, right here in this tri-state area. And then finally, what we wanted to do is provide a unique undergraduate research experience that would enhance student learning while frankly training the next generation of allied health professionals and clinical researchers. And um, that last bit, Robert, is something that's been really important to me throughout my career and certainly since starting here at Loris because I knew that in order to accomplish all of these goals, undergraduate students would have to play a large role in that, right? I, here at a small um, liberal arts college, we don't have um, those traditional graduate students or postdoctoral students. Well, you certainly have graduate programs, right? But these um, graduate programs where students are coming to do uh, high level research. I knew that I needed, uh, we don't have PhD science students, right? I needed to have our undergraduate students play a large role in the lab. And so I wanted to hit the ground running. My first semester here at Loris, I was trying to recruit students into my lab, trying to tell them, hey, this is what I wanna do here. And not only would this be a great opportunity for you, but the bi-directionality of that statement, I also needed them to help me do a lot. I really needed um, the undergrads to buy into what I was doing here and be committed to doing this work with me. And I'm very thankful that the very first four students, that first cohort into my lab did just that. They really bought into what I was doing. They thought it was a great idea. They really wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I'm so incredibly lucky that they came in and did such amazing work because that really set the stage for, I felt what I was able to do here in the lab, if not um, more so for every other student that came into the lab after them of what it was that I was looking to do with students um, and what students could really get out of this experience. What's exciting about the CARES Lab and why we're really talking about it right now is because, so there's that new space dedicated within Kane Hall solely for CARES Lab. And unfortunately, of course, we've been delayed. It was supposed to be unveiled a year ago, just, you know, of course, pandemic and everybody's life gets turned upside down and the CARES Lab kind of gets shuttered for a little bit. So tell me a little bit, I mean, talk about delayed gratification for you. So now it's finally going to be open. What's, what's this first three years of the CARES Lab been like to get to this point? To get to this point, <laughs> what a journey. Um, even before COVID, it was quite the journey. So when I came to Loris, it was trying to figure out if we could, in fact, have an exercise oncology or a cancer research program at a small institution, at a, at a private liberal arts institution that didn't have an affiliation with a local cancer center, with a local hospital, at least in the work that we do, trying to figure out if we could even do this research. Um, and then in order to try to figure this out, I knew that I would have to rely on undergraduate students. And this was really exciting to me. Um, graduate students are fantastic in their ability to get work done and do quality work. But if I'm doing my job as a professor, if I have a graduate student, my job is to kind of expose them to this research and then really let them go, right? We're trying to teach them to be independent and autonomous learners and researchers. So the idea is to kind of let them go on their own and help them along as they need. Undergraduate research is very different, right? You're kind of with them every step of the way. And I love that. I love teaching. It's part of the reason I want to come to Loris. 
So for me, I knew that I would have to rely on undergraduate student researchers in my lab in order to advance this agenda for. I knew that we'd have to have students involved on every level, whether that's data entry, data collection, data analysis, as well as just meeting with patients, helping uh, to roll out our physical activity intervention. So the first thing I did in my very first semester on campus was recruiting undergraduate students to be part of the lab. Um, and two of them are with us tonight. And that was really great. I really wanted to get students from different majors from all across campus who really um, I thought would be great in the lab. And the reason I say I think they'd be great in the lab is it's, I talk to my students all the time about this bi-directionality. I want them to get as much out of the lab as I hope to get out of them, if that makes sense, right? I knew I needed them to frankly work really hard and be dedicated and do a lot of things in the lab, but I was hoping that they would get as much out of the experience as I would. And so we did that and I was very lucky that the very first four people in the lab were fantastic and they really set the tone for what I knew I'd be able to do at Loris because frankly of how much effort and dedication they put into the lab. It was really great. And so we spent an entire year not doing much research at all, talking, reading, learning, trying to figure it out and learn together what this looks like at Loris and what it could look like in general. And then we launched a pilot trial in college students just as a way of getting comfortable with the idea of bringing people in and talking to human beings and doing human subjects research and all the time still learning about cancer and learning about oncology and learning about exercise programming, learning about all these things. So that um, two years into my stay at Loris, I was ready to go to medical associates and um, Mercy, which now Mercy One, and talk to them about really what I had envisioned doing here at Loris. And that was, again, creating um, a clinical trial for cancer patients from this community and looking at their opportunity to do exercise oncology and us study some of the feasibility and effectiveness of exercise in this population. Um, and then from there, once they said yes, we were able to roll this out in a bigger scale, bring more students on, have more opportunities for students. And that led us to um, collecting some pilot data, which I used for a grant I wrote in 2019. So we were awarded this grant and that allowed us to really expand our work. Um, as part of the grant award, we built a brand new space in the basement of Kane Hall, as you said, Robert. It's a 2,600 square foot exercise oncology laboratory complete with a safe private exercise space for these cancer patients. We have patient consultation rooms, we have student workspace. Um, and that's really gonna allow us to take our work you know, into the next, frankly, decade as we're studying more about trying to get uh, more patients to utilize exercise as part of their actual cancer treatment. And then um, advance the research agenda of looking at specifically what outcomes we want to test related to exercise, how exercise can continue to improve all of these, um, not just their quality of life, but their, progno their prognosis and um, frankly, their survivorship. Sounds good. Um, that's enough of you now. So we're going we're gonna to take a break from you. We're going to talk to the people who really want to talk to you now. And uh, Rachel, just by dumb luck, because I happen to look at your picture, you get to go first here. So as one of the first four students that, that Keith mentioned, what was it that 
what was the draw? What brought you into the being involved with the CARES Lab from the from the start? Um, Dr. T just started talking about it. Um, our first, what was it, our first few weeks, our first few days that I was in his anatomy class and he's talking about, oh, I think I'm gonna start up this lab and um, based on um, cancer survivors and um, exercise. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a good opportunity to kind of get my foot in the door for some research. Um, I was a sophomore at the time and I didn't really know where it was gonna go or how far it was gonna go, um, seeing where it's at now. But um, it just sounded like a great opportunity to get to get into research. And I was just very excited about that. Um, were, you a, were you a kinesiology major or in that field or um, were no, you in I something else? I majored in um, biological research with a chemistry minor. So I was looking more towards the pre-med track. Um, so yeah, I kind of got lucky that I got put into his anatomy class because I wasn't even really supposed to take it. So like looking back on it, I'm pretty glad that I got put into his class. Yeah, so it worked out pretty well then. So what was it like for you kind of navigating that first year when you know, you're going in to do research and there's really not like research trials. It's, it's literally researching how to make this thing work. So it's a little bit different research than what you were initially signing up for. Yeah. So I would say at first it was pretty overwhelming. Um, I don't know about if the other people, if the other students feel this way, but it was, it was a lot of journal clubs. Um, we were reading a lot of articles on different cancer mechanisms and exercise involved with that. And for me, it was something totally new, um, which made it kind of stressful when we would go into our journal club meetings where we would uh, read a passage and then we would all get together and talk about it. And there's just so many medical terms and whatnot that I had no idea. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all these other kids probably understand what's going on and I don't know. Um, but really having that cohort, that small cohort that we had made it a lot less stressful and we were able to have some great conversations and just learn off of each other. And that made this experience really valuable to me is just having that smaller cohort and just um, bouncing ideas and learning this kind of knowledge off of each other. Okay. Well, Alex, you're nodding vigorously as she's talking, obviously being another one of the, the first four students. What was your experience like for that uh, with the CARES Lab when it first started? Yeah, I mean, a lot of similarities with Rachel. Um, you know, I, I had signed up to take uh, anatomy and physiology because I was a kinesiology major and it was just the time for me to take that uh, within my path, I suppose, um, as a kinesi student uh, and was fortunate enough to be in Dr. T's, I believe, first class that he taught at Loris um, and recognized that he wasn't one of the kinesi professors that I'd seen before. So I was kind of trying to get an idea of who he was. And he talked a lot about research that he had done. Um, and I mean, it was just fascinating. You know, he, he obviously presents it very well to, um, you know, to, to the college. He presents it well on a, on a national and international stage, but he did a really good job of of breaking it down to uh, to a student level and and made it very compelling to me. It's it's pretty interesting and, and it's pretty easy for a lot of people to sort of um, be intrigued by research related to to cancer and to oncology uh, because it's you know it's unfortunately something that that has touched a lot of us in a lot of different ways. Um, so it definitely you know 
uh, piqued my interest a little bit. And um, he said, you know, he basically relatively open invitation, as I remember it, to, to just about anyone to come and meet with him and talk more about it and decided that I didn't have something to do during one of his office hours. So I popped in to say hi and, and see what it was all about. Um, and yeah, you can just, uh, I, I really liked the plan that he had and you could tell he was ambitious and it was something that I knew would be a fit for me as a student um, and as a prospective grad student to get research experience. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to do period, um, but to do something to the scale that, that he talked about wanting to do it as, especially at a smaller institution is, is almost unheard of. So it's something that I really wanted to jump on. Um, and, and, you know, later on, I found out that, that Rachel and Mills and Mackenzie were also talking to him about it and uh, good friends of mine at the time and people that I admire significantly. So I was like, you know what, I don't think that they have any uh, experience with this either, but um, if they're into it, then, then it must be a pretty good idea. So let's, let's, uh, let's see what this has to offer. Well, for you and, and Rachel, too, you can feel feel free to jump in. What was it like for so you have that first year where it's just like kind of dumped in the deep end and you're trying to figure out what's happening. And then you you get a year under your belt. You start to actually see and meet with patients. What was how was it to actually finally start to to meet with actually patients and get that work moving forward? I think that was extremely rewarding. I know Rachel started talking about um, the beginning being overwhelming and it's, it's impossible to say that it wasn't. It really, it was really difficult. Um, you know, we, we didn't have any sort of pre-courses on this. There was nothing really to prepare us. Uh, and I don't think that any of us came in with, with a ton of pre-existing knowledge on exercise oncology or, or anything related to it at all, honestly. So it's, you know, you're obviously trying to focus on your courses. Um, but trying to dive into this completely new field of research that I didn't personally even knew existed until um, that first class we had in anatomy. Um, but yeah, to be able to take all of that and all the, the journal clubs and the reading and, and you know, the, just the listening and trying to absorb information, actually be able to go and apply that with patients for the first time, it, extremely rewarding. Uh, Rachel, what about you? What was, how was it to actually start working with, with patients? Yeah, so like Dr. T mentioned, um, we were actually working with like cancer survivors to start off with. Um, so we had our pilot study with like students, which I think definitely made it kind of easier to ease into um, actually working with the cancer survivors. Um, so like with our pilot study, it was mostly like our friends and our peers that we got to consult with and do this first study with. Um, and then eventually what well, was probably like a year later that we actually started our trial with our cancer survivors. And that was also pretty overwhelming, um, meeting with this population, just knowing um, everything that they've been through. And it's definitely not like meeting with your friends and your peers, um, but it was definitely very rewarding. And um, I think for me, especially, um, I, I'm applying to medical school this year and it was something that was very valuable in um, knowing that I was consulting with these cancer survivors and that is something that I would hope to do in the future as well. So. Okay. So Danielle, this first, this four first students kind of go through, they, they navigate through. And so that was easy for you then. It's already hard work's already been done. You just go in and it's easy, right? It's, you have no problem. You know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely filled with sarcasm. Um, <laughs> So when I first heard about the CARES lab, I was a sophomore and it was just about the time that I was getting ready to find a research opportunity on campus. I was a neuroscience major 
And I was a little bit of an oddball compared to everyone else because I actually didn't have um, uh, Keith or Dr. Thrain-Borowski as um, a professor at this point in time. And so I actually heard about the CARES lab from other students on campus. And then um, my personal neuroscience advisor brought it up to me and was like, I think this is something that you'd be interested in because um, I'm also, I was also on the pre-med track at that time. Um, and so it meant a lot to me to hear another professor talk so highly of another professor's research because I feel like professors really try to sell their own personal research but then he was also selling you know this other's type of research as well and so I was like this sounds really interesting the patient care hours that I would get um, really sold me on the idea as well because it's not just data analysis it's not just you know crunching numbers or as a neuroscience major slicing mouse brains or anything like that you're actually working one-on-one -on -one with cancer survivors um, and it, I just felt like that'd be really impactful for me so I reached out um, to Dr. Thrain Borowski and uh, we met in his office and you could tell like Rachel and Hoffie said like it was a little overwhelming at first because you could tell that the lab was his baby. At this point in time, they had spent a lot of time. They put in a lot of hours. The bar was set really high on whoever these newcomers would be. We call the first four the OGs. And um, Dr. Thrain-Borowski was always saying like, you, you have to meet their level. Um, we have to make sure that you fit first. You have to do all of the extra work that they've already done before you can come in and start seeing patients as well. And even though that was overwhelming, it was also like a good thing to know because they were taking it super seriously. And that's something that you want in any research that you go into, especially when you're dealing with people and cancer survivors and all everything that they have to go through. Um, but everyone in the lab, I was super nervous first day that I walked in. Everyone was so welcoming. Um, I just really tried to work really hard always to make sure that I met the bar that the first four had already set and it turned out great. I applied to medical school and got accepted and the CARES lab was something that every single interview they wanted to talk about. They wanted to learn more because like Hafi said, this is something that you just don't really hear about in a smaller community. Usually programs like this are in major metropolitan areas um, with specific cancer programs at the hospitals. But this is something that Dr. T, he kind of created himself and then the first four created and now these other students are coming on. And so it was a really big deal and I was really glad to be a part of it. So mildly intimidating to start, but you know, having that that high bar was really helpful in, in a way to kind of get, so you knew kind of where, where you needed to be to get started, right? Yes. Okay. So Marissa, how about you? So this is, what, what was your connection to the CARES Lab? I mean, were you on this track, you know, with your major or was this something totally different for you? So I am a kinesiology major, but I hadn't had a class with Dr. T until my sophomore year. Um, and I remember walking into the, it was research methods, and I remember walking into the class, and he just, like, started talking about, like, what we were going to do this semester, and everyone in the class was like, oh, yeah, Dr. T, like, they all knew him. I was sitting there like, I have never seen this guy before. I don't know what's going on. So I went into his office afterwards. 
words and had just, I think I introduced myself. I don't know, Dr. T, you can help me out on this if you fully remember, but I introduced myself um, and was just like, I'm Marissa, nice to meet you. Uh, this is my first class with you. Um, and that was pretty much the gist of it. But in that class, he had mentioned he was giving a talk at Mercy um, to some of the patients, just like an info talk. And he was like, students are welcome to come if you want to come. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I was intrigued by what he had talked about, about the cancer research. So I was like, I'm just going to go and scope it out and see what it's like. So I get to the meeting and I sit there and it's me and all these cancer survivors and their husbands or their wives. And then I'm just a student that's sitting in the back. And I, at first I'm like, was this a student info too? Like, am I supposed to be here? Um, but then I saw Rachel was there and she was up there talking and she started um, talking before Dr. T had talked and was just explaining the lab. And from that point, I was like, I need to be a part of this. I was like, this is something that I'm very interested in um, and something that I can expose myself to and learn so much more about um, a different field that I have not been familiar with. So I went to Dr. T's office and kind of what Danielle said about how we, he has four students who are in his lab and the bar is set high and you like, there are shoes to fill and like, you have to take this seriously. And at first it is a little scary. It's a little daunting. You're like, can I do this? Um, but then, but then we start reading articles because that was the first step that we did, the newcomers, because um, we also had to learn just as the OGs had to learn. We also had to do that. But what was awesome was we were able to learn from the OGs. They were able to teach us what they had learned in their whole year that they had at the lab and really guide us in the path of how to get to the point they're at and how to be to the point of success that they were at in the lab. So I think that was extremely, extremely helpful because it just really, it relaxed you. Like you walk into your first meeting and you're scared as Danielle said, you're like, oh God, I don't want to mess, I don't want to mess up. But then everyone is so nice and they're so welcoming and they're all like, we were all there for the right reasons and we all messed really well. Um, so then we started working in the lab. We did our readings and I kind of got, I got hooked on it. I loved it. I loved working with the patients. I loved doing the research. I loved just reading the articles about what was going on. And I thought I, at this point, I didn't know what I was going to do with my major. And I was like, I, I could do this for, I could do this for like the rest of my life. And I sat down with Dr. T and had a talk and PT had always interested me. And he's like, well, there's oncology, physical therapy. And from that moment, it was like, game over. Like, that's what I'm going to do. So I am currently uh, accepted into Boston University and will be going for physical therapy and then hoping to specialize in oncology afterwards. And I 100% credit that to the CARES lab, because if I would not have been a part of this lab, I definitely would not have known about oncology and how I can take that path in physical therapy. And I already know I enjoy it because I loved what I've done in the lab so far and the group that I've worked with. So I'm just very grateful for everyone in this little Zoom and the two that aren't here. But the CARES lab has been so awesome and so such a great experience. Well, that's great to hear. And I'm glad it, it turned out kind of okay for you. So that's mm -hmm. good. <laughs> um, so, Hadlin, your turn. I get to pick on you for a minute here. 
So you're hearing everybody else's stories and how about your, how does yours compare to your introduction to the CARES Lab and getting off the ground with that? Yeah, so mine, mine is a little different um, in a way. So I had, I knew Dr. T as a professor before anything else, before I even knew what the CARES Lab was. I didn't know it was a thing. I just had him um, for anatomy and physiology. Um, I like, I still remember, I know you remember too, Dr. T, the first day um, I went to class and, you know, I sit down thinking it's like any other class. I'm pumped for anatomy. I'm, I'm a kinesiology and Spanish major. So this was what I wanted to learn. Um, and I see Dr. T, he's wearing Vans, you know, he's got the tattoos and I'm like, okay, like, I think I can vibe with this guy. Like, he'll be a good professor. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I knew him as a professor. Uh, we got, you know, pretty close. And I think that, um, going into college, I was very worried about, you know, the future, like, how am I going to set myself up to be successful after school? What do I want to do after school? Even as a freshman, I was thinking about that. And so um, once I heard about the CARES Lab, and I knew that Dr. T was a part of it, and I had already kind of established some, um, a relationship with him since I was his student, um, I knew that it was something that I wanted to you know, like explore more and get to know more about. And so, um, yeah, I had a couple of conversations with Dr. T about the CARES Lab. Um, I knew Gracelyn and Marissa at the time, and both of them said that they wanted to be a part of it. And I said, you know what, I think that this might be something that I like, maybe not, I don't know. Um, and it ended up being one of those experiences that, you know, hindsight, like, you don't know that it's going to change your life. You don't know that it's going to change what you want to do in the future, but that's what it did. And so it's so cool to look back now as a senior um, planning to go to grad school for exercise oncology. If when I, <laughs> when I was a freshman, I would have never expected to do that. I didn't know probably that it was even a thing. And so the CARES Lab has been, you know, that one experience where it's like, that's what changed what you're going to do after school. And that's pretty cool, um, I think, to be able to say. So the, the, just the, I like that the fact that actually Marissa and Graceland actually are already kind of helping influence you a little bit, kind of, kind of tell you a little bit what's going on, but your background, it was, so to not have that, really that plan and then to where you are now as a senior, clearly it's, it's impacted you significantly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, you know, roll with the punches kind of person. And so, um, this was one of those experiences that kind of just came up and I'm thankful enough to have been kind of accepted as one of the members. And, um, like the other said, it's really intimidating when you, when you walk into that first meeting and we learned what the OGs had done. And I remember seeing them as like a bigger brother and sister, you know, like they were the ones who kind of like taught us, um, how the lab worked. And, um, it was awesome to kind of be under their mentorship as well as Dr. T, um, yeah. 
Well, Graceland, you've already been called out as an influencer. So obviously you, you've already had an impact. How about you? How is how's the, the CARES Lab at this point impacted you and brought you, brought you into your career path? So like Hadlin, I had Dr. T as a professor first. Um, like Hadley, I was super pumped for anatomy. And then I just loved how Dr. T taught the class. He was a phenomenal professor. And I actually though had two teammates, my soccer teammates, Elizabeth Mills and Mackenzie Anderson, who are two of the OG members in the lab. Um, they're my soccer teammates at the time. And I remember them talking about and recruiting some of our teammates for their SEDHAP study regarding the students at Loris. And so I was curious. I was just like, yeah, I'll help you out. Um, what's this about? Kind of asked Elizabeth Mills more about it. And she was like, oh my gosh, Grace, you should so check out the CARES Lab. And I was just kind of like, okay, Mills, I don't know what this is. I will definitely be intrigued to hear more about it, but just kind of intimidated at first. And so I actually met with her a few times before even going to Dr. T. Um, and she kind of explained to me what they do, what it's all about. And I thought it was super interesting and kind of like Hattie said, that opportunity to kind of explore some different fields. And so she's like, but you should really go talk to Dr. T yourself. You know, you need to go talk to him, show that you're interested. And I was like, okay, so like all the others, go into his office very, very nervous about how the conversation's gonna go. You're just a little sophomore. Um, and it's it was definitely intimidating. You know, you have this conversation with him and the whole time in your head, you're just thinking, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. How am I going to back out at this point? I don't know what I'm doing. And so left the com left the conversation with him and actually went and had lunch with Hattie. And we were both talking about it. We had both had our meeting with Dr. T at this point. And we were just like, oh my gosh, what do we do? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know a lot about cancer. We didn't know this was a field. How are we supposed to add this research onto our school because our sophomore year was our most stressful year um, for our just educational purposes, we would say. So we, Hattie and I just sat down and we, we were basically like, can we do this? And we just decided to, you know, take the chance and be like, this will help us further our knowledge and our understanding and in the end, make us better students and people. And so we obviously took the opportunity. And like Hattie said, it has just really been a very eye-opening experience. It has also changed what I think I'm going to do for my career path. Um, originally, I was thinking PT. And then um, just this past summer, that kind of got put on hold or on pause and now I'm not 100% sure, but definitely leaning more towards exercise oncology as I'm staying in Dubuque for a gap year and um, hopefully working almost full-time in the care 
Writers Lab to kind of figure out if that will be what I want to do someday. But in the end, I mean, yeah, again, one of those experiences where you look back as a senior and it's just like, this is why I was supposed to come to Loris College. Like the CARES Lab is just something that was meant to come into my life and impact me this way. So yeah, it's been a great experience. Very nice, very nice. So you all, you all have touched on this in one way or another, but I'm gonna bring the question back around, kind of rephrase it a little bit. And actually we'll go back to Alex and Rachel first since they've been kind of quiet for a while. But so everybody, you guys have all talked about how the CARES Lab has influenced you in, in one way or another, but as you're looking, you know, you guys both graduated, kind of moving forward in, in your, um, on your career path. How is that the influence of the lab, but also working? What has it been like to work with those patients? And how has that really impacted what you are doing now and where you look to go? Yeah, yeah, I can speak to that. Um, so to be honest, we didn't, we didn't get uh, totally as much time working hands-on with patients as, as the newer four members did. Um, but getting that chance, I think, I think definitely affected all of us in, in pretty significant ways. Um, throughout being a part of the CARES lab, I had sort of honed in that I wanted to go to PT school. And a big part of that obviously is working with patients hands-on and, you know, um, at least in, from what I had known at the time, I didn't think that that meant in oncology environments. Um, but, but being able to work hands-on with patients is a huge part of what PT is. And, and so to do it in sort of a lab and research setting and to get sort of those repetitions, that practice and, and also that experience and to build those relationships with patients. I mean, patient relationships are so important and, and that trust is, is effective in any field of, of medical care. So I think it affected me in a really positive way that, that just sort of reinforced the idea that um, helping patients and providing care and building those relationships is something that uh, is not only you know, something that I could see the benefit in, um, but that's something that was really personally rewarding as well. And I, I think it, I think it definitely shaped um, endeavors moving forward for sure. Well, since I graduated, I have been working in the microbiology lab at Mercy One. So I can't really say that I see a lot of patients or anything um, more behind the scenes. Um, but I think definitely from working with the cancer survivors, it has more so reiterated that I like working with people and like working with patients because since I have been ha been behind the scenes, um, you don't really get that interaction. I'm sure I get to talk to other doctors and other lab technicians, but the missing piece there is definitely that those relationships that you get to build with your patients um, and seeing them improve um, when you meet with them um, is something that I really, I really missed since working in the lab. And I definitely think that it has just reiterated that I wanna work with patients in the future by working with the cancer survivors. Nice, okay. Danielle, how about you? What's, the, what's been that, that lasting takeaway from working in the CARES lab thus far? Yeah, so like I said, going into the CARES lab, my goal was to become a doctor, go to medical school. Um, and I maintained that goal while in the CARES lab, but definitely the CARES lab 100% just reiterated that goal for me. Um, my parents, when I told them I wanted to be a doctor, they were like, well, you know, it's one thing to say you like to work with people and it's one thing to actually do it. And so 
definitely that's why medical schools want to see you get out there and get patient care hours and that contact hours and make sure that this is something that you really want to do because it's a lot of work just like the cares lab is a lot of work um and so the cares lab helped prepare me for medical school it helped show me how much i really do like working with patients um to me the cares lab was all about finding a need within a smaller community that's what dr t did um and that's a huge reason why I applied for this rural medicine program that I'm going into in the fall um, to turn to, return to a rural rural area and you know help that need that's needed so bad right now. You, they need doctors, and um, I always relate the CARES Lab in my interviews when I was talking about that. And medical schools really like to hear that. And so, yeah, the CARES Lab helped me completely a ton, hundred percent. When I was applying to medical school, it was something that they really liked to see. And it was something that I just absolutely loved to do. That's obviously why we're all back here. We're still talking about it. All of us, you know, have graduated or are about to graduate. And I think that it's really nice to hear like a common theme between all of us, how much we're passionate about it. And it's not just Dr. T's passion, but he helped us become passionate about it too. And I think that speaks volumes. Well, and kind of to follow up on your point earlier, when, when in interviews, uh, they're asking you about the CARES Lab and not so much talking to you, but they want to know more about it. That kind of says that there really is something here and that uh, there is an impact out there that uh, people are really interested in. So, Oh, yeah. They always want to talk about it and they love to hear that we have a brand new building and they're like, when is that going to open? <laughs> and I'm like, I know COVID. We don't know what it's going to either. We want it just as bad. <laughs> All right. Well, Marissa, so you actually, you're very clear about what the impact, obviously it's really adjusted the trajectory of where you're, where you're headed right now, but has there been any interactions or anything really that um, really was a major influencer or has it just been the experience as a whole? I think a mixture of both. I think the experience as a whole, just being able to work around people that help you grow and learn in such a foreign field. Um, but also I was able to work with one of the patients um, that was from my hometown that I knew personally. So it was very, it was very great to see where that patient started and uh, how they grew over the eight weeks and how they got better. And it just kind of reiterated that um, like you can, you can be the help, you can be a person that someone needs if they need that extra step in their life uh, to get to where they want to go. And I think I'm a, I love talking to people. So the, to be able to go and talk to people, some people that I didn't meet, some patients that I didn't meet, cancer survivors, to just go talk to them for an hour, three days a week about what's going on in our lives. And they'll give us advice because they're older than us. They'll give us that. Some of them will give them motherly advice. Um, that just, that definitely reiterated that I want to work with people. I, I don't think I would be able to sit behind a desk and look at a screen. I just, I want to be around people and I want to be able to help people, which is what I was able to see when working with some of the patients. Okay. All right, Hadlin, how about you? What's been that, uh, what's been that major impact to you moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I'm very much similar to everyone in terms of uh, working with patients was something that was appealing. And one of the reasons why I wanted to begin working in this lab. Um, one thing I don't think, one thing that was eye-opening to me 
when starting to work with cancer patients was how involved and kind of close you get with the patients that you work with. You know, I kind of, I kind of thought it was going to be an experience where, you know, I use my knowledge that I have and, you know, the kinesiology field and help them go through their workouts, you know, tell them how to do a tricep extension. Um, but it's, it's so much more than that. Um, you really build a connection with the patients that you work with. And it's, it's been, um, you know, difficult at times to, to go through, cause it's not just, you're not just there physically, like you have to help them emotionally sometimes, you know, like they will tell you how they're doing. There's a lot of ups and downs that come with, um, cancer treatment. And it's been, it's been tough at times, um, not knowing, you know, how to handle certain situations, but it's definitely, um, made me realize also that I want to continue to work with cancer patients. I want to continue to learn more about how exercise can um, positively impact um, cancer patients. So much, you really gave you a much greater depth of knowledge in terms of what all that cancer work with cancer patients really is all about. Uh, so Gracelyn, you I mean, you've got you know, a unique situation coming up now. You've got, as you said, over the summer, you're going to be working almost full time in the CARES lab. So you've got a, a unique experience ahead of you. What, what about that? Is, what's really, what are you looking forward to the most about that? Yeah, so again, with, unfortunately, of course, my senior year of college, I end up deciding I don't know what I want to do with my life. That extends well beyond college. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who have yeah. no idea what they're doing and they're yeah, way well beyond uh, the graduation. So uh, sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. Well, that's promising to hear. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, so I knew I definitely wanted to still kind of get some observation hours in the PT setting, but then I knew that exercise oncology was the other option that I was interested in. And I knew that staying in Dubuque and working in the CARES lab would really be the only place I was gonna be able to get the best hands-on experience on trying to figure out if this is something I would wanna do with my life. So I told Dr. T that, and I was just like, I wanna get as many hours, as many patients and time in the lab as I can to figure out if this is what I wanna do. So. I mean, it's awesome. I was, and when I told him that, he goes, Gracelyn, that's awesome, but I don't know when the CARES lab is gonna be opening up. Uh, like, to be perfectly honest, that's what he said because we were still in the middle of the global pandemic. So I was just really banking on that it was gonna be opening <laughs> at that point because I had no other plans. So thankfully it, turned around and it's opening back up and I will be able to help get this thing rolling again and hopefully as everyone else get to work with patients because that's what we all love to do and just further the research of the CARES lab and thankfully just be a member coming back for the next year. Um, because unfortunately all of the lab members will be leaving. And so I can kind of help 
start up this new program again with Dr. T and bring on some newbies again. But oh, you get yeah, to I'm, you go from that role I'm of learning to, to the the role of mentoring that the uh, that you've already yeah. experienced. So what I I love about it, just sitting here with you guys, and I mean this is you know you know, 45, 50 minutes with you guys and to already see, and we're in Zoom, we're not in the same room and everybody's just kind of like hanging out in their own separate places. But to even see the the connection you guys have all tied through this CARES Lab and, and uh, how strong you guys get along and the way this has all kind of come together. I mean, and I mean, obviously this is, as I said, theater of the mind, so people can't see this. But I wish they could because, I mean, just the way you guys, as you're talking, the way everybody else is like, smiling and nodding and just it, it's it's really cool to see from my perspective. I've, I'm really lucky I get to see this. And and um, we are going to talk to Keith really quick because, I mean, he, he wants to say something. I think we've padded his ego enough to this point. So but we'll let him after hearing all of this, Keith, what is it about uh, what's your reaction to hearing hearing them talk about the CARES Lab like this? Uh, it's certainly humbling. You know, when I started the lab, as I said, it was, I knew I needed the help of undergraduate researchers in order to accomplish what we set out to accomplish, and that's to help cancer survivors, right? Help them feel better. Um, but what sticks with me, I'm in my fifth year here at Loris. We've been doing the CARES Lab for five years. And I can tell, Robert, that you've picked up on this as well. What sticks with me, hands down, are the relationships they have with each other, they have with me, I have with them, and every, every part of that to me is something that, you know, you don't read in a book and you can't figure out when you're thinking about putting this together. I really loved working with other graduate students at, um, during my PhD, during my postdoc, I had the opportunity to work with undergraduate and graduate students. I loved it. I couldn't wait to um, mentor students in a research lab, but I wasn't really prepared for what this became in such a great way. Um, the relationships that we all have together, because I feel like we've gone through so much together. I know that sounds maybe strange or far-fetched or something like that, but honestly, of kind of launching this lab and as Hadeline talked about, you know, it's, it's hard work. They, all the students have talked about how hard it was and how much discipline they have and how much buy-in they needed and how much effort they put forth. And there's no question, all of them worked so hard to get to this point. And I'm so incredibly proud of them, for sure. But I think the part that sometimes gets missed is how difficult the work is because of what this work is. Adeline, you mentioned that, right? We've had patients who maybe don't get as better as we'd like. You know, we have patients who have poor outcomes because the because they come to us with, you know, late stage or end stage disease. And um, it's hard sometimes, it's, it's hard work. And so you, I would think now having done this for a while that you almost need that bond in order to keep going. And the fact that we can come together for this podcast, like you said, Robert, over Zoom during these very strange times where we can't gather in person and there's this desire to get together either before or after we're recording this just so we can all catch up with one another and share time and share space and share stories um, means more to me than I can probably address in words, truthfully. Um, all of these students have been so dedicated and committed 
to not only the lab and to not only the patients that they've seen in the lab, but to each other, to make each other better, to be there for one another. It's, it's the greatest gift I've had in my profession. And I really mean that. It's just incredible. The fact that I still receive texts from this crew where they let me know what's going on with their lives and what they're up to and what's happening and, you know, still asking for thoughts or opinions I may have or that each other have and leaning on each other when things are rough, like they've been for the last year or celebrating with each other when we've heard good news as we have tonight, right? It's pretty amazing. And so uh, I think the takeaway for me is even myself day to day when we're working so hard to get the lab back open because of COVID and try to maximize our impact in our community with cancer patients and cancer survivors and work on community partnerships in order to see more patients, right? That day to day, you kind of get buried in that. But then in situations like this, when we all come together, I realize, oh yeah, this is, this is really the legacy of the CARES Lab is to have students be able to come in here and have an experience that, and I hope this doesn't sound odd, but fundamentally changes their Loris experience. It's a, it's a formative experience that they all have because of each other and because of the way the lab is set up and certainly because of the patients. And I'm incredibly proud. Well, well said. And I don't think I can top that. So I think I've got to end this because like you've, you've, you've got, you've clearly gotten the last word on me, Keith. So, but uh, I, I did want to share too uh, for everybody listening that, so the, the CARES Lab and keep, keep watching the Dolores Daily because as the, uh, as we get firm dates and more news to come, we will definitely share out when it, uh, when it will be opening and there will be a grand opening this spring and we're lo all looking forward to that. And of course, all of you guys, hopefully we'll have the chance then to get together in person and actually check out the new space and actually be a part of it all. So, but again, I want to thank all of you so much for, for taking the time and chatting with me and sharing your CARES Lab experience. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing this out with uh, the, the Loris community because I know uh, everybody's really eager to hear more about the CARES Lab and to, to hear your experiences is going to be really, uh, really impactful, not just for, for current students, but for alumni as well. So thank you all so much. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation, and I want to say thank you once more to Rachel, Alex, Danielle, Marissa, Hadeline, Grace, and Keith for being so generous with their time. I also want to thank our producer, Trent Hanselman, and thank you to everyone who listened to our, into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And while you're there, you can sign up for email notifications so you just don't miss out on any Loris news. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Dewhawks!